Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On the 13th of each month, I come out with a new episode focused on cryptids that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings. Although many of them are, some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Holidays, everyone! I hope everyone is enjoying the winter weather and the holiday season so far, whether it be with friends, family, or just yourself. Today's cryptid is one of the scariest ones we've ever covered. These things seem innocent at first glance. That is, until they forcefully demand to be let into your house or car. They look like any other normal child until you see their dark black eyes. We are talking about the black-eyed children. There's no Weird Club segment today, just me. Let's dive in. The black-eyed children phenomena all started in 1997 when a journalist named Brian Bethel had an encounter in the parking lot of a movie theater in Texas. He posted his encounter on the Usenet newsroom, Alt Magic. July 30th, 1997. Abilene, Texas. I drove by the theater on the way into the center proper and pulled into an empty parking space. Using the glow of the marquee to write out my check, I was startled to hear a knock on the driver's side window of my car. I looked over and saw two children staring at me from the street. Both were boys, and my initial impression was that they were somewhere between 10 to 14. I rolled down the window very, very slightly and asked, yes? The spokesman smiled again broader this time. His teeth were very, very white. Hey, mister, what's up? We have a problem, he said. His command of language was incredible, and he showed no sign of fear. He spoke as if my help was a foregone conclusion. Come on, mister, the spokesman said again, smooth as silk. Now, we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys. That really scared me. Something in the tone and diction again sent off alarm bells. Come on, mister. Let us in. We can't get in your car until you do, you know. The spokesman said soothingly. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black. No pupil, no iris, just two staring orbs reflecting the red and white light of the marquee. At that point, I know my expression betrayed me. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let. Us. In. I ripped the car into reverse, thank goodness no one was coming up behind me, and tore out of the parking lot. I noticed the boys in my peripheral vision, and I stole a quick glance back. They were gone. This is believed to be the first reported encounter with these kids. It's definitely a creepy introduction to them. We hear how they ask and then demand to be let into the vehicle, and they use an innocent excuse. This becomes their MOs. Always asking first to come in, but then demanding it. Now, Bethel says that the two he saw were between 10 and 14. This is generally around the age these creatures are reported to be. Some have said they can be as young as 6 and as old as 16, but there's always something off about the kids. Well, other than their pitch black eyes. But this was just the start. In the following years, more and more reported sightings would start appearing on Reddit and other similar sites. 
Now, because of this, our episode is going to be a little more similar to a listener's episode, since most of these are stories from Reddit. I'll make sure to throw in some more facts here and there, but this will be a nice episode to sit back and get creeped out. This story was posted on Reddit about 10 years ago by the user Bloody Bones. It was a cold October evening, not too far from Halloween. I remember sitting in my room playing the original Suikoden. The evening was slowly creeping by, so I decided to go to the corner store. It was only three blocks. Shouldn't be too much trouble, right? During my walk, I see the normal, the occasional person putting Halloween decorations and kids playing in their yards. But this story is about something more sinister. I remember seeing two teens about age 14 knocking on a door, asking to use the phone, which of course I thought was weird because most teens these days have phones. As I kept walking, they stopped and stared at me for a short moment. I felt the blood in my veins chill. I felt so creeped out, I hurried to the next block. The next block seemed fine, until I looked behind me and saw the two teens were following me. I took off sprinting to the store at that point. I saw the sign for the store and relief washed over me. I opened the door and told the cashier about what happened on the way here. He looked at me slightly creeped out and told me a story about this happening to him in his hometown. How they found him the day he left and asked for his help in an emotionless voice and he told me to never agree to help. He told me another story, but at that point I was no longer paying attention because they were standing at the door, asking to be let in. The cashier freaked out and locked the door. The teens never seemed to waver or leave. They wouldn't step away from the door. It had been an hour. The cashier and I were ready to fight our way out, but instead he took me out the back. The one team came around the back, just as the door shut behind us. Can you help me? is all he could say. He was closing in on us, and his eyes, they were black as starless nights. They were peering right into my soul. I couldn't help but gaze into his eyes. The terror. I couldn't remember too much of what happened next, but I do recall the sounds of struggle. When I came to, the cashier was struggling with both teens. He was calling out for me to help, and I ran towards them, grabbed him by his collar, and pulled him between the two, and knocking them over in the process. I didn't look back until I was near my house. The cashier was gone, but the teens were still following behind. I ran into my house, closed all the blinds, and turned the music up. I got lucky that day, but I'm not sure how long I can keep out of their grasp. I tried to find and thank the cashier for saving my life that day, but he didn't show up to work after that. I asked his boss, and he told me he called over the phone and quit. He said he was moving. To this very day, I sometimes feel the fear of those eyes watching me as I drive to work. I sometimes will look out my window and swear I see them watching my house from a couple blocks away, waiting for their next chance. This sighting is strange, because one of the two witnesses had seen them before, and the other part that is curious is how the writer still thinks they are watching them. But what they do point out in this story is how something was off about the kids. In this case, it was that the kids didn't have cell phones. This is a common thing about these children. They are also commonly described as wearing dated clothing or dressing in a manner that is not typical of a normal child of their age. This story comes from Reddit, posted by the user Hammerhands 10 years ago. I recently read a story about the Black Eyed Kids. The story felt like a twisted tale of deja vu. 
I believe I've encountered a black-eyed kid. I've never mentioned this particular detail about the eyes to anyone for fear they would think I was fabricating the story or going crazy. The incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small-town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved across country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest, so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the peculiarity of this situation was the fact that someone was knocking at 6 in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an unexplainable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6am struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, closed the door, and slid the security chain into a place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chain door, and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied, and attempted to close the door. Before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door in its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I reply, a little confused. Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as night, and says, No. You won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think to myself. And as I turn to enter the house, I notice a half-eaten apple laying on the ground. This sighting is filled with craziness. I mean, first we have a weird kid showing up this early in the morning, but the part that stands out the most is the ketchup for the apple. This is another moment where we see that something just isn't normal, almost like they are trying to be normal, but just don't know how to. Here is another Reddit story posted by CutiePa2T nine years ago. Okay, so hey, no sleep. I'm not a writer. I just love reading all these stories on here. They're all so creepy. I never thought I'd have to post something for help. Let me tell you a little about myself. I'm in early 20s. I just moved into this apartment and I tend to live a very private life. I don't even have a Facebook account. I work during the day at a grocery store. Okay, so I'm walking up my flight of steps to get to my apartment and I hear these kids laughing. And then I heard whispering. It was kind of late, so I thought this was weird, but ignored it and walked into my apartment. I live on the third floor. I was getting ready to open my balcony door. It was really muggy in my apartment. I walk over to the door and pull my blinds, and two kids are fucking staring back at me. Sorry for the F-bomb, but I'm still shaking. I screamed and backed away, smashing my leg into the table. 
They were both in blue jeans, and the oldest, he was taller, had on a green t-shirt with white stripes, and the younger had a button-up light blue shirt. The oldest one touched the sliding door. Hey, miss, can you let us in? The younger one just kept looking around. I still just stared at them. I finally was able to say, how'd you get on my balcony? I walked to the door and noticed how excited the older one got. He moved closer to the entrance. Can you just let us in? I wasn't thinking. I unlocked the door, and when I looked up, their eyes. You guys, their eyes were black. The entire eye. I quickly locked the door and told them I had to call the police because my door was jammed and I couldn't unlock the door. So I called the police. The oldest boy pleaded with me the entire time to let them in. The police arrived about an hour ago. They came in and walked to the balcony. When they opened my balcony door, nothing was there. They looked down and saw two children. They were running in the parking lot away from the building. The police took a report and said they had to have had help getting up here and that they would question the neighbors. I'm freaking out. I'm crying. I, I don't want to stay here, but then again, I don't feel safe going outside right now. I'm scared, no sleep. I put salt by the door and windows, but I've never seen eyes black like that, not even in movies. I'm terrified. Do you guys think they'll come back? Now, this seems to have been written right after the event, which is great because we get all the details from that moment. We also get a sense of how terrifying this experience was and can be for people who witness them. As you have probably been able to see, people who have been in close proximity to black-eyed kids report a feeling of unease that washes over them. People report feelings ranging from anxiety to terror in their presence. This sighting is a little heartbreaking because we can't be there to help, but it's been nine years, so hopefully they're okay. Nine years ago, another user, Sarah Beth 11 posted their sighting on Reddit. Let me preface this by saying I'm by no means a writer, just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. Also, I don't believe in the paranormal. Ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween. I have to admit, has me scratching my head. This is my first post on Reddit, and sorry to say, I had never even heard about it until yesterday. I told my best friend about the incident, and she's an avid reader of No Sleep, and she told me if I didn't post it, she would. So, here I am. Anyway, hope you like. So... It had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours and have a constant parade at the door. That night, I'd say we'd had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30 and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost show now and then and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had an activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in the crate because we were afraid that she'd try to get out to play with all the kids, and I didn't want to have to chase after her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to the younger kids. So. I turned the outside light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and lay down at my feet. It was getting close to 10pm when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night, 
and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expecting back for another hour or so. So that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone, now watching, I'd have to say I was kind of on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell, really? It's almost 10, go home. But soon, an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows, and in the dark, and without the porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has a big glass panel, and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Knock, knock, knock. Again, from the door. I glanced down at Chloe, and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there, as she normally does. Nothing. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asks to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her, and I have to say, this heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She just turned back to look at me like, hell no, lady, ain't moving. I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove by our street, casting just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors, on their way back home that they wanted to stop by and show me their costumes or something. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself, but she just sat there. I turned on the porch light and when I got to the door, sure enough, I could see through the glass that there was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such small ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was that the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and boy. The girl to my left was older. I'd say about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above on our columns at the front of the porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from the inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter, I'd say eight or nine, and looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up, ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hun, don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on? I asked. This was when things got weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither ever spoke. They turned back to me, and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here, and my brother is scared. I have to admit, 
there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then that I noticed, during the short conversation, I had already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? Another pause. They again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer to the door like she was going to just walk on in by me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house and I got my first real good look at her. Solid, jet black eyes. That's all I could see. The motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror. I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, please ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them standing there on the porch, just staring at me through the glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part of me didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more to not know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced back at the door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room, under the bed. When I got to my phone and started to look for his contact information, it was only then the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk down the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing there that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. As I lifted my phone to my ear after calling, only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and had never even heard about black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think, what I have to think, is these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say, this for them, they were good. Really good at it. They scared the S out of me and my dog. I absolutely love this sighting. I mean, not only do we have a skeptic, but we have all the similarities that come with these BEKs. In 2014, there was one week where a British newspaper reported that sightings of black-eyed children around the world are rising. The Daily Star had three different front-page stories about alleged sightings of black-eyed children. Now, the pieces always claimed that it was connected to the sale of supposedly haunted pub in Staffordshire. The paper claimed that there was a shock rise in the sightings around the world, and that alleged sightings are taken seriously by ghost hunters. Here is another Reddit story posted by username BigTaco123 about nine years ago. On March 17, 2008, I had my one and only encounter with a black-eyed kid. Before my experience, I had never 
heard of anything having to do with the Black Eyed Kids. I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her hair cut. About 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked my way. That was not anyone I knew. At this point I was not scared at all. Not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think to let me get a good look at his eyes, to freak me out. Let me tell you, if you've never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils black as night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdressers and had insisted for my mother to give him the keys to the car. She refused. Thank God she did. This one is very odd because the BEK goes to someone else in order to get into the car. That is one brazen kid. Begs the question, what really would have happened if they did get into the car? The user, No Sleep Trash, posted this story 10 years ago. Last night was like any other night. I was switching between listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone in so I can hear my infant daughter if she cries. That way, my wife can get a full night's sleep. She works at 4am at the hospital every day. When I decided to go lay down in the spare bedroom in the baby's room, just as I dozed off, I heard a thumping coming from the front porch. Startled at first, I opened my eyes wide and scanned the room. Realizing it was most likely my cat scratching himself on the front porch, I dozed back off again, then again. The thumping. Damn cat. I got out of bed to run him off the porch only to see he wasn't there anymore. Now that I was up again, I wasn't the least bit tired. I figured I'll just get some tea and check Facebook while I'm up. Maybe finish the web series I was watching on YouTube. A few minutes into the video, I felt the sudden urge to look up at the kitchen window. There they were. The tops of two short-statured people's heads cresting stairs just above my window frame. The people were just short enough to not see in the window, but I could see out. I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach turned. But the knock, the knock was a steady hollow thump. The very same thump I had just blamed on my cat. Deciding it was best not to answer, I shut my laptop and crept by the door back to the baby's room. I assumed it was some of the people from the low-income housing across the road from me that were high or hiding from the cops or maybe looking for my cousin who stays with me often and has many friends over there. The last thing I needed was to try to explain to two stoners that I was trying to sleep even though it was 2am. It wasn't until I got to my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows. Both windows. A room apart thumping in perfect time. These stoners were going to wake up my daughter if I didn't run them off now. Pissed off, I went out to the kitchen, unlocked and opened the door, ready to run around to the side of the house and kick some little idiot's ass. It happened then. Standing there, looking up at me, were two 10 or 11 year old boys. The feeling of dread and the smell of mold almost made me vomit. The smaller of the two then spoke. May we use your telegraph? Huh? I just stared blankly at these boys, horrified at what I then realized. Their eyes were pitch black. 
He gasped again to use my telegraph. There wasn't a sound to be heard, no crickets chirping, no dogs barking, no cars driving by, nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone or phone or cell, anything that would have made any sense of the situation, calmly replied, I don't have service at my house, sorry. The expression on their faces turned to rage as I finished my sentence. Swiftly, I shut the door and locked it as quickly as I could and stumbled back to protect my daughter. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm. Everything seemed okay with her. The thumping on the windows was back. I dropped to the floor as close to the wall as I could and held my little girl in my arms and wept like a child. I felt helpless and afraid. I lied there for what felt like hours and hours, crying and shaking until I heard it. My wife's alarm clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you? My wife asked. I just had a bad dream, is all I could mutter out. Okay, well give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed my wife the baby and she fed her like any normal day. I turned on every light in the house and made coffee for her. For some reason, just having her awake calmed my nerves enough to pretend like nothing happened. I walked her out to the car nervously with the baby in my arms. I asked her not, not to leave until I walked back into the house. She was put off by the request, but did so to humor me. Once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again, and in the house I sat horrified until she got home. I insisted we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house, and here I sat horrified while she sleeps in the guest room with my daughter, wondering why they stopped when the alarm went off. I think I know the answer. I was aware of BEKs. She wasn't. Every story I've read about them is from someone who already knew about them. Just maybe the acknowledgement of them existing is the only reason they visit. Well, if that statement is true, does that mean all of us are going to be visited by them now? Now, in terms of explanations, theories about the black-eyed children could be and range from vampires, aliens, and even demons. The problem is that there really isn't enough evidence to prove what they could be. After hearing all of these stories, I have to say that I would lean more towards the demonic due to their black eyes and the ability to appear and disappear seemingly out of nowhere. But I guess we'll just have to wait until they prove to us what they really are. So what do you think? Are black-eyed children really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One month from today, I will be covering cases of cryptid sightings posted on Reddit. That's right, a full Reddit story episode. See you next month. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with logo designed by Jason Sykes, the music of PurpleBlanet.com.